the Public News Service Daily Newscast, December the 25th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. Utah ranks among the top 10 states in the 2023 America's Health Rankings Report, which aims to understand the comprehensive health and well-being of the nation. The report highlights the state has a low prevalence of excessive drinking, low income inequality, and has increased the number of mental health care providers, but continues to struggle in other areas, including air quality and other climate risks. Carrie Butler is the executive director of the Utah Public Health Association. She says while Utah has promising statewide numbers, more work needs to be done at the local level to help specific communities. Our diabetes rate is actually quite low as a state, which means that we have a hard time getting CDC funding for diabetes prevention programming. However, if you look at it at a granular level, we have really high rates of diabetes and prediabetes in a lot of our our communities of color. Butler says it's hard to understand what communities across the state are facing without paying attention to specific disparities. Butler says one thing is certain, Utah's population will continue to grow. She is happy to see more attention to social determinant factors and how they impact overall health in the Beehive State. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. On the other side of the coin, Florida has dropped to the 31st position among states in national health rankings. Dr. Frederick Anderson is a family physician in Miami. Being sick or not well is very expensive, especially if you're low income and uninsured. You can imagine having to go to an emergency room for care. Uh, There's a reason why people are smart and they try to avoid going to the emergency room if they're sick because they can get hit with thousands of dollars of medical bills. The Sunshine State ranks 44th in the nation for public health funding and 43rd in people avoiding medical care due to cost. Now from our Eric Galatis, a vigil was held at the end of last week on the shortest day of the year to memorialize the deaths of Denver residents experiencing homelessness in 2023. Kathy Alderman with the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless says the annual We Will Remember program is a reminder for the general public about the high stakes of living without shelter, especially in winter. She says for many, this is the only service marking their passing. This is a tragic situation where people are dying on the streets of Denver, but also we should provide honor, dignity, and respect to every individual, no matter what their housing status was when they passed away. Participants gathered in front of the Denver City and County Building to honor over 300 people who died this year. After the announcement of each name, people responded, we will remember. Many brought donations, including coats, gloves, socks, and other winter gear to help the unhoused make it to spring. According to the most recent data, over 14,000 Coloradans experienced homelessness this year. In the Denver metro area alone, over 22,000 apartments sit empty. This is Public News Service. It is the time of year for toys, and the smart toy market is now a more than $16 billion industry expected to double by 2027. This holiday season, experts are warning parents to check the safety and the privacy features of toys purchased for kids. U.S. Public Interest Research Group Education Fund Consumer Watchdog Teresa Murray says stuffed animals, baby dolls, racer tracks, and even board games may have features that allow them to record conversations and collect personal information and location data. They have microphones or cameras or they connect to an app or they're Wi-Fi enabled or Bluetooth. They have geolocators, which is a whole thing. So parents really need to ask a lot of questions when it comes to these smart toys. This year, the Federal Trade Commission and Department of Justice 
charged Amazon with violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act rule by deceiving parents and users of the Alexa voice assistant service about its data deletion practices. The company allegedly kept voice recordings of children and gathered geolocation data. And Pennsylvania waterways are drowning in pollution with over 28,000 miles impaired, according to the state. Daniel Smith tells us cleanup is once again going to be a big issue in 2024. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation says its priorities include stream bank fencing to keep livestock out of the waterways and more funding for sustainable farm practices. Foundation attorney Tricia Salvia says initiatives like the Clean Streams Fund offers a crucial lifeline, but continued support for the Agricultural Conservation Assistance Program will be vital to keeping waters healthy. ACAP, the Agricultural Conservation Assistance Program, as part of the Clean Streams Fund was given $154 million of the American Rescue Plan Act money, which is federal funding, um, to get the program started. But once that money is gone, then the program needs to have continued, sustained, dedicated funding. Finally, from our Farah Siddiqui, conservation groups in Michigan and the Great Lakes region say they'll keep calling for an orderly shutdown of the Line 5 oil pipeline, despite the latest green light from the Michigan Public Service Commission. The commission has ruled Enbridge Energy can install a new 30-inch diameter pipeline segment in its Great Lakes Tunnel. But Beth Wallace with the National Wildlife Federation warns an oil spill in the Straits of Mackinac would threaten wildlife just as groups like hers are working to restore habitat in the Great Lakes region, including for endangered species like the piping plover. EPA alone has spent over $3 million to restore that habitat, which would be completely wiped out, as well as other endangered species. For those celebrating, please have a Merry Christmas. This is by Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Hear us on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.